Did you try my snack? Do you want my recipe? My I, COVID snack? I saw your picture of it. And I mean, I would swap it out for plain M&Ms because I don't eat the peanut ones because gross. But. Bryce, do you have a deathly peanut allergy? No, I just despise peanuts. Really? That's I so weird. Them. I hate them. I always have. Um, but yeah, you posted a photo of your snack treat, which is Hawkins cheesies. Yeah, you pour Hawkins cheesies into a bowl and then you dump a bag of M&Ms in there. Oh, so I've heard of the like M&Ms and that kind of thing in popcorn, but not with the Hawkins cheesies. That was a whole different level. You could use plain M&Ms if you were, I mean, poor. Plain M&Ms and, that's and all you had. cheesies puffs. <laughs> oh, no. If you're feeling crazy. Don't use the, nobody likes the cheese puff. You mean the cheese sponge that kind of melts in your mouth and then gets stuck to the roof of your mouth? What the hell are those and why are you eating those? You no, know, it's funny. I like Hawkins cheesies. I like M&M's, but I've never thought of combining them before. It's a game changer. Do it. I'll send you the recipe immediately following the podcast. And I have noticed that it's catching on coast to coast. Uh, yeah, our former music director here, Jason Manning. Jason, what's up? He uh, posted a picture the other day of him eating that magi- magical combination in front of the world's smallest TV, though. Like, it's like a 22-inch TV. And on top of that, he was watching Columbo. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he lives in Vancouver. Maybe his house is so expensive that all he can afford is the world's smallest TV. Yeah. Anyway, well, I hope you're doing okay, Jay. Is everything okay, Jason? A lawn chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Welcome to the We Survived COVID edition of the Lawn Chair Profits. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly right over there. Uh, the reason there hasn't been an episode of Lawn Chair Profits for a number of weeks is because, well, we actually had, is it COVID or is it coronavirus? COVID sounds more legitimate. It sounds like something a doctor says Yeah. while removing his surgical mask. Mm-hmm. You've got COVID, son. Yeah, we had that thing. Tested positive. Actually, if you go back and listen to the last episode, I don't know what number that would have been. I don't even know what that episode was called. But if you go back and listen to the episode right before this one, we figure it was during that episode that you transmitted COVID-19 to me. Yeah, because I caught it somewhere. And then it turns out when you have coronavirus, when you're positive for it, there's actually a couple days, 48-hour window where... You're kind of spewing around. You're contagious. You're infectious before you even show a symptom. Yeah. So for two days, you're completely unaware. And based on when you started to feel things, we can trace it back to the likely scenario is that, yeah, it was when we recorded the last podcast. And we usually record that in a fairly small studio. And that's why we're in the big room today Mm -hmm. so that we can distance. It's called learning from mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, it was quite a mistake. It was uh, an unpleasant mistake. Yeah. Kind of was. But we got through it. It's one of those things where I feel weird now. They're like, oh, yeah, COVID. Oh, yeah, I had that. Yeah, I never thought I'd be the guy who... But on the other hand, I sort of feel like, yeah, it's a badge of honor. I had that. And people gather around to hear stories of COVID-19. We walked through the fire. We sure did. Uh, My neighbor is... uh, He's a critical care doctor. He's an ICU doctor at University Hospital right here. And it's weird because... This is a guy that I hang out with, 
and he saves lives for a li- he's he's in critical care so when you are at your absolute worst this is the guy that steps in to to save you he's an actual smart person doing smart person things yeah yeah okay. and you go to parties at his house and you're surrounded by like the greatest minds in the medical business like it's the talent in this city alone, the medical tech, it would knock your socks off when you stand there and you talk to these people and you're like, so what do you do at the hospital? And then they're like, I'm a vascular surgeon, but I specialize in the hearts of newborn babies. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You want to talk about farts? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all I've got. Talked a lot about apples recently. Uh, yeah. So uh, my neighbor, Dr. Peter Brindley, he's on the phone right now. And I don't know about you, Bryce, but the number one question that I get from everybody now after surviving COVID-19 is, so did you lose your sense of smell and taste? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Uh, no, I think I'm fine in that department. Yeah, no, my wife cooking still awful <laughs> well everything tasted a little metallic for a couple of days well i think i told you that on the phone one day but it seems to be okay now yeah that's that's the mercury that kalinda's putting in the food yeah exactly insurance policy i'll tell you one thing i haven't lost my sense of fashion <laughs> <laughs> have you have you not i lost my well i didn't lose my sense of taste and smell it got really dull it was the weirdest thing yeah, like I was just saying, I, I things tasted like metal, but I'm back. Like mm-hmm. my wife made something the other night that I couldn't eat because it was so freaking hot, like spicy hot. I don't know what she put in it, but I mean, obviously my sense of taste is back if I can't eat something because it's too spicy. It's funny, like I would start off the day being pretty normal and then by dinner time, I'd be eating and being like, why? It just it was mush. Like you could. It's like you wore out your taste buds over the course of the day. Yeah, it was strange. It only lasted for two or three days, and then I got, I think I'm back to normal. It might still be a little duller than usual. Yeah. But it's funny how there were some things, uh, like I ordered some Chinese food, and there was one particular Chinese food where I'm like, this is gross. And it turns out, no, I just... Just couldn't taste it. I was just, my frame was a little warped at the time. Did you worry that you'd lose your sense of smell and you would become the BO guy at the office? Because you're... You, Ooh, that did not cross my mind. Oh my God. Maybe, oh, maybe I'm the BO guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even tell. I think maybe it's worth knowing that uh, we were not in the ICU. No, 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 no. We never got that bad. No, I was in my basement for two weeks. You live alone, so you had the run of your house. No, I had to live in my basement where I could hear life going on above me, I could hear footsteps of my gifted children. I could hear the laughter of my bride, it's but a, I couldn't go near them. It's a weird thing. Yeah, so I would just stand and look out my front windows at the world passing me by. And for, you know, 10 days or whatever we're isolated for, I was just kind of like, are the birds still chirping? Yeah. What's going on outside? And then the first time I finally got the all clear from Alberta Health that I could resume normal life. And even then I was still skittish. I was like a dog at a at the dog pound. Yeah, you're like one of those dodo videos where the yeah, you know, the dog is afraid, doesn't know who he can trust. It's just shaking in the corner. Yeah. That was me. And I finally went back outside and the wind was spooking me. Everything was... <laughs> <laughs> I still, like, I've been free to go for almost a week now. Like, I got my, I got my free pass from 
Alberta Health almost a week ago, but I still feel like when I go to the grocery store or whatever, people are looking going, huh, that guy had COVID. Now he's in our grocery store. Yeah, I feel like the... He better not be touching the fruit. I don't know what symptoms you had because you the whole time you're like, Play, I got nothing. No, I, I had very few. And that's funny. That's the one thing you kind of learn is this thing really hits everybody a little bit differently. There's no real map for how this thing uh, is going to hit you. So I had, the only symptom I had at the time was that I was a groggy, mm-hmm. which I thought was other things. And it turns out it was COVID. And then... Um, yeah, kind of my sense of smell and taste dulled a bit. Yeah. And then the weirdest one I got was back pain. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got the weird back pain. I had really bad lower back pain and I thought it was just cause I was stuck inside on a couch for a week, but it turned, and I did some looking and it's kind of just lumped under general aches and pains, but it turns out back pain is a pretty common <laughs> thing. There's some weirdo symptoms yeah. that come with COVID and I like I was never deathly ill, but I'll tell you this: it was the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life, and it lasted like three days. And it was it was particularly brutal because you couldn't. It's like you couldn't really eat, you couldn't sleep. There was nothing you could do because you couldn't. You felt like you were choking because your throat was so constricted. I had that. Had a fever. Uh, I had the confusion too, and I still feel a little confused. I feel off too. Yeah. It is a little funny. And then I know someone else who had it at the same time as well, and they had this apparently this intense chest pressure to the point that they thought they had to go to the hospital at one point. They're on the phone with nurses making sure they're not... Oh, and that guy's younger than us, isn't he? Younger no, than he's you, younger than, than me. me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it hits everyone just a little bit different. So I got kind of lucky that, yeah, I was largely symptom... I didn't even have a fever. So here's another one that I, I don't know if I told you this. I got a rash on the palms of both hands. Oh, yeah. I remember saying your palms were itchy. Like, what the hell was that? Like, here's another <laughs> random symptom. There was something new arriving every day, and one day I woke up to itchy palms. Yeah, you kind of expect to feel kind of <laughs> fluish or something like that, and all of a sudden your back hurts, your palms are itchy. Like, there are weird symptoms with it. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I don't recommend it. No, I it was, I, I, would, <laughs> I would say it was not even mildly. I'd say it was wildly unpleasant. Yeah, it was a bit of a hassle. Oh, <laughs> a tremendous hassle. And now we're judged hassle. by our coworkers as the guy that had COVID. The one bonus, though, is that this building has never been cleaner. Oh, yeah. But do you, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, too. This, we've been working out of this building. I've been working out of here for 16 years. You're 12 or 13. 13 yeah. It has never been this clean. Even when it was brand new and we took possession of it, it wasn't this clean. But I sort of feel like the only reason it's clean like that is because everybody has judged us as being dirty. I know. I still feel like uh, anything I touch, as soon as I leave the room, someone comes in and throws that in the garbage. Yeah, there's somebody standing (laughs) behind a plant that you can't see, and they just step out and kind of ninja up the mess you left. Yeah, they grab it with a huge, one of those like long, clampy And they make this, they do this face the whole time. They make the yucky face. Yeah. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Prophets. Two guys just watching the world go by. Oh, man. If we were any good at this job, Bryce, we would have bumped into this segment with uh, talking heads burning down the house. I mean, it's never too late. Burning down the house. I think for licensing reasons, we cannot play it either. (laughs) I don't think we're not allowed to play music in a podcast. I don't know what that rule is. You think I would. 
That's something we should know. I think he can play 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, one day we'll be good at this job, and we'll play Talking Heads burning down the house. Uh, we started talking the other day about just wildfires are very popular right now. Not mm, popular, yeah. prolific. It's super dry right now. We're at that weird stage of spring where the snow's gone, but the rain's not here, and so it's just like tinder dry outside. And there was a story here in the Edmonton area. It was just some 13-year-olds who have been arrested for, they spent their weekend lighting hay bales on outside fire. the city on fire. Yeah. And, you know, not not the best idea. No. And I wonder, though, like when you're, I often thought, like I played with matches as a kid. Every kid played with matches. I was fortunate that I never burned anything to the ground. But can you imagine if those kids, if they didn't mean to set a massive wildfire how terrified, like, do you just go home and hide under your bed or do you go home and just start crying and confess what you've done, like, right out of the gate? The guilt would consume me. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to uh, live with the guilt, so I'd probably confess right away. But uh, that's just me. Somebody texted and said, it felt awful. In grade eight, two friends and I were playing with fire and lit a church on fire. Ooh. It was not good. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. It was not good. No. Mm-hmm. If you had your druthers, probably not lighting a church on fire is the way I would go. Uh, a lot of old stuff in a church. Yeah. The uh, Oh, this one too. Uh, hey guys, fire story. I lived in a little town in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, what's up? Uh, and when I was five years old, our trailer burned down. The RCMP kept following me to school to watch if I was a little fire bug and starting other things on fire. My dad always, always told me that the trailer burned down because I was making popcorn on the stove and had left it on when I went to bed. When I was a teenager, he admitted to me that he had started the fire for insurance reasons. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that took a hard left turn. Sure did. I thought it was a life lesson about making sure the s- stove is off, but it turned into insurance fraud. What, do you, okay, well, here's another one. This one doesn't have anything to do with fire, but it has... It's not like you're blaming a fart on the dog. Listen to this one. Um, the guy whose dad blamed him for burning the house down reminds me of something my dad did. When I was nine, my dad blamed me for ripping and destroying our above-ground pool. It wasn't until I was 19 that he confessed that he was fixing the lawnmower, got mad, and threw a screwdriver piercing the above-ground pool. <laughs> <laughs> but blamed the kid. Why does he have to blame the kid? Who Who's going to get the dad in trouble? Yeah, no kidding. Like, why wouldn't you just own that and say, I threw a screwdriver? Instead, for 10 years, you scarred your child. <laughs> no one's going to ground you. I tell you, that's a father and son, son, I don't know, father and child that no longer speaks. They're not talking anymore. I wonder if the insurance fraud guy and his child are speaking. I'm going to assume no. No, because that's Leroy, and Leroy wrote back and said, feel free to mention my name on the air because my dad is dead. Oh, okay. So they're not talking for different reasons. Hmm. Yeah, he hmm. uh, caught the deadsies. <laughs> uh, let me grab this. Hi. Um, if you were any good at your job, you'd put on talking heads burning down the house? Well, yeah, because we were just talking about burning stuff down. Yeah, I know. I live. We just had a grass fire where I live. Uh, someone threw a cigarette out a window, and I can't believe that that still hasn't caught on yet. That we're not doing that anymore. Like we're not uh, just randomly tossing butts out the window. Well, you know what? Here's the problem. I figure, right? They don't make ashtrays in cars anymore. 
So put an ashtray in your car. If you're going to smoke, that's your responsibility. Yeah, or stop smoking, whatever works yeah, for you. People aren't going to stop smoking. You could at least put an ashtray in your car, though. Yeah, they buy them. There's a little sandbag ashtray to sit in your hump, whatever. <laughs> I remember those. Can you still buy those? Yeah, they have them. You just got to find them, I guess. Do you remember the the little beanbag ashtray? It was plaid. It was, no. It, you probably don't even remember transmission humps. That hump in the backseat of the car where mm. the transmission... I know what you're went. talking about. Not really. Hmm. I always sat in a chair like a soft kid. <laughs> <laughs> But there was a little beanbag. It was a beanbag on the bottom and then metal on the top. So you could just plunk it anywhere and it wouldn't move. It would just sit there. Oh, I don't remember that at all. I remember like the, the armrest ones and yeah. maybe at the front of the car, but not that one. Uh, oh, do you want to talk to somebody who burned down his childhood home? Yes. Uh, hello? Hi. Do you guys want more um, fire stories? Yeah. Did you Have you ever burned something down? Oh, yeah. But as a kid, I was really stupid, and we burnt the house down. Me and my brother burnt our house down once. How'd that happen? Yeah, I grew up on a farm and way back in the bush, and we um, we were told we were cold, and my parents told us, go inside and start a fire. So me and my brother went inside, and in the living room, we decided to start a little campfire. And we burnt the house down to ashes. Okay, not in a fireplace. You just literally no. busted up a yeah. coffee table like we, in the middle of the we room. Were like, yeah, literally in the living room on the floor. <laughs> and we, I mean, we were stupid kids. Did you spend a lot of time as a child around lead paint? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we were stupid. Yeah, there was lead paint in those walls or something. There was uh, <laughs> something was not right at that guy's house. I wonder how people because you hear it all the time. Uh, people who accidentally burned down a home or an apartment complex. How do you walk that one off? Yeah. Like, do you still get a birthday present? Do you still get a Christmas present? Or are your parents like, uh, remember that one time you burned down the family home? No gifts. Yeah. Remember when you burned all our precious memories and keepsakes? Yeah. Because there was a story here in Edmonton of just a couple weeks ago, like there was an apartment fire, $6 million in damage, 50 people displaced, and it turns out is from... Uh, improperly disposed cigarettes. Again. And when you know that it was you that did that, ooh, doggies. How, yeah, how does it go in the common area when you're checking your mail and people are like, oh, that's the guy that burnt down our home. When you're standing there, the fire crews are dousing the fire. All your neighbors are just standing there watching everything burn to the ground and you're like, my bad. (laughs) Oopsie. Ooh, is my face red. Sorry you lost your wedding photos. Ooh, you'll laugh about this later, but uh, Uh, that's a my bad. Here we go. Uh, My husband and a friend of his burned down a garage while they were looking at porn mags by candlelight under a blanket. (laughs) Ah, looking at porn by candlelight. The way our forefathers (laughs) looked at porn. Like, were they sharing a blanket? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's weird. And why would you admit to the porn part of that? Just say we were playing with matches or something. Knocked a candle over. We were in a garage. Knocked a candle over. Why do you have to bring shame to shame? Yeah, lie. Give give the general arc of the truth, but leave some of the more embarrassing details out. And I wonder if that was recently or, you know, was this a childhood thing or was it be weird if it was like six months ago? Yeah. yeah. 
you still even buy like hard copies of porn, like magazines? I don't know. There must be an old timer somewhere who does not have access to the internet and kicks it old school with his pornography. Like, do they still have in the back top sections and the magazine section in Seven Eleven? Oh, it should look sometime. Remember they would have those in the airport too? Like in the and magazine? you'd see a guy sitting on a plane looking at Playboy magazine. Like that's an out-of-the-closet porno connoisseur. That's a level of confidence just in life that I just will never have. I always felt bad even buying Maxim magazine. Remember Maxim? <laughs> and I'd read that on a plane and you'd flip a page and there'd be like some scantily clad. I couldn't turn that page fast enough because I didn't want other, thing, other people to go, oh, who's the perv in 7B? Yeah, even some of my movie selections I base purely on what's going to pop up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't accidentally burn down the house, but I did set the curtains in my room on fire. Cool. I left a candle burning, the container broke, and whoosh, it was horrifying. Nadine, I'm sure it was. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. I think I would freeze. I can't believe how many people have lit things on fire. Uh, hi there. Uh, well, uh, when I was in my early 20s, uh, some roommates were sharing an apartment, uh, kind of a townhouse thing, and it had a little fireplace in it. So one day I'm, I'm vacuuming the house and cleaning up and stuff and get up around the fireplace and, uh, you know, start cleaning up the edges, you know, this ash and stuff, right? And, uh, you know, and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Next thing you know, I'm like, gosh, screw it. I'll just vacuum the whole fireplace out, right? Oh, no. I'm vacuuming it out, and I'm like, you know, thankfully, I figured out, you know, geez, I think I better, uh, you know, throw the bag, and it was uh, the type that had a disposable paper bag in it. A vacuum bag. I'm like, I better throw that out. It's probably full now anyway. So I get that loaded up in the garbage, take it out, and throw it out in the bin out in the center parking lot of the place we were living at, and go back inside and sit down and just kicking back and having a drink and stuff like that. And uh, all of a sudden I hear sirens and I'm like, oh, there's sirens. It's usually a pretty quiet neighborhood. And they're getting closer and closer and closer. Oh, no. Next, you know, they're right outside the parking lot. And I go out on the, on the balcony of this townhouse and I look over and the dumpster's on fire. There's flames shooting out of it. The guy's there spraying it all down and stuff did like they, that. Did they ever figure out that you were the culprit, that you were the guy who lit the dumpster no. on fire? No, no, they never did. It even took me a little while to figure it out. Go back inside them, goddamn kids out there lighting fires and up to what for, no good, and all the rest of it. And, and then you're like, oh. Wait a minute. I knew where that story was going, like right from the moment he said he was vacuuming near the fireplace. That could have been a shorter story. I mean, it was still, obviously, it would have been jarring to stand there on your balcony and look down and go, oh, my God, I started that fire accidentally. But we could edit that one. Man, it's just think of a dumpster fire has to be one of the worst. Like, when you're a firefighter, there's some things they probably just can't prepare you for. Some would be, like, the scarring images of human misery and... Sometimes it's just when you have to put out a dumpster fire, the smell that will get in your hair and <laughs> the chemicals and crap you're breathing. How See, that's the problem too. When you think about it, you're a firefighter, you're getting called out to a literal dumpster fire and you're like, I could get hurt. I could die putting out a fire that's just a bunch of garbage. Yeah. That's a bad day at work when you're a firefighter. Yeah. You're like, I signed onto this job for the chili, the Dalmatian and the ping pong. 
I did not want to start. I did not want to start fighting dumpster fires. You have questions. The lawn chair prophets have answers. So we met a listener on the phone the other day, and her name was Reagan, as in Ronald Reagan. She said she was a child of the '80s. That's how her parents, you know, found her name. You know, name your your Canadian child after a U.S. president. Yeah, a very old American president. Yeah. But we just started talking about how there's somebody, there's Reagan, that's somebody who never had their name on a toothbrush. They never had that little mini license plate with their name on it for their bike. Yeah, the keychain with your name on it. And And you came up with the idea for the No Keychain Club. Yeah, we need to start a club. You would be in that club. I'm in that club. There was no Garner. No, there are lots of Bruce. Bruce gets a shot glass with his name on it. Bruce gets a keychain. But Bryce... Bryce gets nothing. Did your mom never, she never bought you the keychain with Bruce on it and then just drew a little line and turned the U into a Y? Somehow that would make it worse. <laughs> a sad attempt. Yeah, it'd make it even worse. It would you know, sting more. You know what we need to do is we need to buy the equipment and just start manufacturing mini keychains for people like if you never had a keychain as a kid, you could just say, "Hey, dear Garner and Bryce, hey Lawn Chair Profits, can you please make me a keychain?" Um, but I'm not going to make a keychain for you if your name is Sharon, but your parents put a silent P in there. That's on your parents. That's their fault. Yeah, they should get you a, a personalized toothbrush or whatever. Yeah, because someone texted in said, "Oh, I never had that either. His name was Greg, but it was with." Two G's at the end. Oh. So three G's total and yeah. Three G's in a five letter name. Like three <laughs> of the letters are the same. That's so unnecessary. It is. Yeah. But you know, Greg is a pretty common name. And unlike us, and it's just a sting that we've had from our childhood through now. Like I'll never enjoy Disneyland because I won't get a novelty Mickey Mouse keychain that says Bryce on it. Uh oh man, listen to the hardship here. I was in the no keychain club because my name was so popular. Daniel. Humble brag. Whatever, Daniel. Beat it, Daniel. Yeah. It's like a rich person bragging about how how much money they have. Do you know what it's like to have to manage this kind of money? (laughs) Do you know how difficult it is to be this good looking? Everybody wants to take photos of you. Oh. Do you know how expensive it is to have an in-house butler? Okay, Daniel. Uh, yeah, you're not in the no keychain club, Daniel. Like I said, beat it. Move on. <laughs> you have been rejected. <laughs> oh, oh, this one. Ooh, this one's so sad. Good morning. I am also part of the new no keychain club. However, my younger sister had a name keychain. Jealousy was at an all-time high. To top it all off, a family member bought us name ornaments as a gift. One was for Julia, my sister, and one was for Natalie. My name is Natalia. My mom has them and puts them up every year on her tree. Natalia. Is that passive aggression? That is salt in the wounds. Yeah, that's mom. That's definitely, she knows what she's doing. That's one letter off of, like, you could turn Natalie into Natalia. You just have to turn the E at the end of Natalie into an A and you have Natalia. There's a way to remedy that and mom's not doing it and she's making it worse. Yeah. That one stings. That one will have you laying on a therapist's couch for some time. Uh, somebody else says, I'm definitely in the no keychain club. My name is Laughlin, but it's pronounced Lachlan. 
Oh, it's spelled Laughlin, but pronounced Lachlan. Let me tell you, learning to spell that in kindergarten was why I needed naps. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's in the club. There's someone on Facebook, Avalon. Is Avalon? There... Avalon. Uh, my name has never been on a keychain or anything of that matter, but it is on the big stuff like the car, a peninsula, and an island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. then you just have to go there and buy the T-shirt. There is a Bryce Canyon. You should go there. In the United States. I've never been. There's a Garner Lake near here. People send me pictures of it quite regularly. Oh, that's fun. It's mine. It's mine. Even my name is not used and hardly ever in like movies or TV is there a character named Bryce. No. The only one I remember was from a show recently called 13 Reasons Why. There was a Bryce in there? There was a Bryce. He was the popular football player who turned out to be a rapist. Oh. So... <laughs> Yeah. That was not not the representation I was hoping for. Your your self-esteem is building and building and building, and then pow, wow. Yeah, it turns out uh, not a good guy. Uh, hey, this is Jana. I'm for sure in that club. My stepdad did buy Jane stickers once and tried to white out the E. It was a nice gesture, but not the same. See? It just it somehow makes it worse. That's You know what, though? Like, that's some solid stepdadding right there. He gets 2,500 uh, lawn chair profit stepdad points for doing his best. His heart and whiteout were in the right spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about people with no middle names? Can they be in the club? No, start your own club. That no sounds harsh. <laughs> how, how much do middle names cost? Are they really, really expensive? No. You should, I think you suggested, like, you should have the opportunity... That if you don't have a middle name, by the time you're 18 or so, you should just be able to pick your own. Yeah, and don't pick danger. That's been done to death. Yeah, it's the Hayden, Braden, Jaden of middle names. The, the easiest part of being a parent is picking a middle name. Like, that's, that's the... So you're all of a sudden, like, right out of the gate, you're like, oh, I'm just totally not into this. Is that how this happens? <laughs> how do you give up so quickly? And uh, you know what's even sadder is when... Uh, there's people and they have siblings and they all have middle names, but they don't. Ooh. It's like, that's the parents who they were just done at that point. Yeah. You can read between those lines. Uh, Hey, I am that person, no middle name, but yes, my three siblings have middle names. Also a first name that no one has. So no keychain for me either. Wow. Double ouchie. That's a bummer. I like this one from Cherish. Her name is Cherish. Uh, on the specific named souvenir things, I've never seen my name, but on random household decor, I totally have. <laughs> <laughs> like those things you put on top of your cupboards. Yeah. Hope, family, friends, cherish. Yeah. Live, laugh, love, cherish. Uh, <laughs> okay, one more. My sister and I don't have middle names. My brother does. My dad explained it as... Girls don't need middle names, <laughs> meaning boys are more important than girls. I'm not sure I follow that dad's logic. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Girls don't need middle names? Oh. How do you, when you're angry with them, how do you address them? Ooh, man, when you get the full name? Yeah. First, middle, and last? That's when you know you messed up bad. Ooh, someone said, it used to upset me, but then I realized it's all expensive garbage anyway. That's, mm, that's that's a defense mechanism yeah, right there. That's your hurt shining through. Yeah. I would kill to have a toothbrush that said Bryce on it. Kill. 
We're going to buy the machine to make toothbrushes, and we're going to buy the machine to make mini keychains, and you will be able to get them for free from the Lawn Chair Profits. Oh, I was hoping to make a profit. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits stay in the dumpster behind the building by the rail yard. Classy. Ah.